You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Hello, welcome to the XOXO After Darkcast. You've got Kate and Abby and Lauren in the studio today to talk about wicked and wanton governesses. <laughs> Our special guest today will be Julia Kelly, who has written a trio of Regency romances all about three friends who are governesses. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about teachers and our, you know, kind of the profession of teaching, which is what a governess sort of used to be. The modern day governess. The modern day governess. And you don't really think of it that way because yeah. you always think of it as a, I always thought of it as a nursemaid or a, or nanny. a nanny. But mm-hmm. it, they really did teach. teach. Yeah, they were different. Um, and Especially then, if you were a girl because that's all you were getting. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Abby, you want to tell us a little bit about what's on XOXO After Dark these days? Absolutely. Uh, XOXO After Dark always has great stuff, including some sweeps. Uh, we, um, I also want to point you, I think it's still going on, our Christina Lauren beautiful Instagram sweeps. I think so. I think that's still happening on our gallery Instagram page. On XO itself, uh, make sure to check out our free reads. I think featured this week is a great short story from the wonderful Delilah S. Dawson, and it was in our Carney Punk collection. It is called The Three Lives of Lydia, and it's a little carnival, steampunky, romancy, fantasy. That's fun part for of October. Her blood series, and that is fantastic. Um, and we also have some great posts and things going on because uh, this weekend, as we're recording, was Comic Con. So we had some fun, uh, not necessarily straight romance, New but New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con. And uh, so some fun sort of fantastical things coming up. And we will be having a Halloween sweeps coming up in a couple, like I think the week after this week. You raised an interesting point, which was that we were doing uh, the Christina Lauren giveaway on our gallery Instagram. So we should tell people that if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at gallery books. Yes. Um, and come over and check it out because we do host giveaways on there and we have some fun stuff, some behind the scenes stuff, which is always really fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we've all been taught and I think <laughs> you guys actually were teachers at one point, right? Yes. Well, I this was. was my previous incarnation pre-publishing was um, uh, in graduate school and I paid my way through it by teaching English comp to uh, mostly students who were either going to be engineers or ag um, majors and were like, why do I need to know this? And I'm like, English? Well, it's good for you. It might be applicable. <laughs> exactly. And literally some of it, I went to school out in California mm-hmm. and um, the 8 a.m. winter English comp teaching session was filled with bright-eyed ag students who had been up since five with their hands in a cow. Oh, gosh. And they were, like, having lunch at, like, eight in the morning sitting at their (laughs) desks, and I'm, you know, it was just, as I try to convince them that John Ruskin is somebody to pay attention to. Uh, And that taught me that I'm not a very good teacher. (laughs) Well, I wonder, so the kids you were teaching would have been, what, 19, 20? Yeah, 18, 19. Yeah, Yeah. it was basically, it was freshmen, so. So a little bit older Mm -hmm. than your average governess fair. Oh, for sure. I would not wish I was bad at this and I sure as heck wouldn't have been able to handle uh, elementary school or high school. Let alone a, an overprivileged um, gentry child. Yes. yes. <laughs> Although they knew their place back then. The they kids. did. Yeah, they seen did. and not heard. That's true. <laughs> my, my experience was very similar to Abby's. Yeah. Without I, the cows maybe. I know right. <laughs> I taught English as a second language for my entire senior year of college mm-hmm. um, to older people that's more fun uh, it re- actually Adults. 
They were all adult. Well, mm-hmm. not oh, well. Yes, um, I taught one of part of my class was the Sudanese track team. <laughs> so they were coming over to train at the University of Florida for the Olympics. Oh, so cool. they all came over from the Sudan. They were all like, you know, 17, mm-hmm. 16. Again, they were young. Yeah. Um, but they were wonderful, so eager. And then I had like an older Korean gentleman mm-hmm. who was like 35 or something. Mm-hmm. And then I had a ton of people from Colombia mm-hmm. and they were all older. So mm-hmm. they were, and I did this because of A, it was part of my, my um, linguistics degree. But I was like, I could, let me see about teaching. Let's see. And I was like, this is going to be easy. They're like adults. First off, I fell in love with every single one of my students. We would go to barbecues because the Colombians were like, let's barbecue. Mm -hmm. And we would go. And part of what I taught them was, and it was one semester of the two semesters I taught, was how to live practically or have practical Mm -hmm. living. So we would go to the supermarket together and I would teach them how to check out and Mm -hmm. go find. And my Colombians were obsessed with finding chicken hearts because they wanted to barbecue them up because they swore on like over and over that they were the best things I would ever eat and of mm-hmm. course I'm game yeah. I love weird food so I was like oh great we went all over could not find them oh it was sad. so not funny. a chicken heart to be had for ready money <laughs> exactly nothing to be had so we would go to barbecues I would teach them how to shop I would mm. teach them how to go to the post office yeah. it was really practical living and I knew I couldn't be a teacher forever because I cried like a baby when they all graduated. I was like, bye, I love you, good luck, be well. Like, I was like, I can't do this every year of my life. Imagine if it's a cute little kid. Yeah. Never mind, like, old adults, like, it's strange, troll. where you're like, bye, 30-year-old yeah. Korean man, have a good life. <laughs> it was, like, strange. Well, Did you funny. do tutoring or teaching I t- or anything? I tutored in college. I tutored um, as an adult I tutored the SAT uh, down in Chinatown, and that was a short-lived volunteer experience. Um, I think it went fine, but it was just not. But who knows? Who knows? I don't know how they did. It wasn't like they told us how the kids did on their SATs. Uh. And um, and I had trouble watching my mouth, or I had trouble keeping it clean. Sounds bad. Keeping, keeping your clean. distance from not even not keeping my distance, but not cursing I oh, guess is yeah. the really? way to put it yeah you and don't curse I don't really but for some reason I did around these kids quite a bit at them you mean not at them <laughs> not at them it was a weird experience and then I I tutored at my college writing center um in English composition and things like that, writing. Um, but the summer before my senior year, I tutored the football team um, <gasps> before they and they were incoming. Sounds freshmen. like the beginning of a romance. I was like, <laughs> you tutored it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't no. the beginning of a romance. I am just not very well equipped at teaching. It just they. Well, I had had no instruction. They were like, these guys need to be kind of uh, brought up to speed on composition mm-hmm. and what we expect in, in college level. College level. Yeah, and they weren't and even close. They were all super smart, but their priorities were elsewhere. I mean, they oh, yeah. were... Well, they're like, I know who is paying for me to be here, right? If well, they're on yeah. the football team. I mean, Notre Dame football is no joke. No and joke. so they were great guys. And it was actually a really funny experience. They were all really fun and funny. And we did um, kind of fun assignments. So it was a easy way to pass the summer, but um, but I don't for a second think that I like had some sort of impact on their writing long term. I think if they came away with two or three helpful hints on how to get better grades, then I think right. that was if you useful. got them to passing. You You're did like, your job. Good work. They were yeah. You know, they were all we at Notre Dame. We have pretty stringent 
um, acceptance standards for the football team as well. Um, and so nobody was like so far behind. It was mm, the it way wasn't that that stereotype dire. of like oh people you know rocks for jocks or whatever like it wasn't really applicable applicable there. as much. But yeah, they needed a little help about kind of upshifting into college level, which. Admittedly, I remember when I got to college, I wrote my high school English teacher a letter because I was so grateful because so many kids in our class, and these are all bright kids. I mean, really mm-hmm. smart, my peers. You weren't prepared. I or was you prepared. Were. They weren't. And um, and I remember thinking that my high school English teacher was so mean and so hard on us, and she gave us all Bs, and everybody, <laughs> I mean, everybody lost it. We There was a coup oh, no. in, the, in AP English. Because <laughs> we it ruined... Your yeah, GPA. we were like, what are you doing? Right. And she was like, like, B is good. What are you, you guys are wound way too tight. And you're like, not if I can't get it in Notre Dame. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, it, but I remember I wrote her a letter and was like, remember when we had that little kerfuffle? Um, <laughs> it turned out you were totally right. I'm really sorry. And I find myself very well prepared uh, for entry like, level English. I was a B. <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet that meant tons to her because, I mean, the rarity of the positive feedback they must get and it's such a thankless job especially mm-hmm. at the like below college level i mean you know they work for nothing and they work long hours and people are like oh but they get summers off and i'm like well but they only get paid for nine months like right. you know They're they gotta do something true. it's my mother my, my mother's a teacher my brother's a teacher my uncle's a teacher they get paid for the summer I've never asked my teacher relatives what they get paid. I was under the impression, at least in New York, that I mean, you I mean, you get is, a check, is but it it's private state. It's essentially no, they work for the state. Hmm. Um, they it's the money they're splitting out over the summer, mm-hmm. but it's not. If you were a teacher, judge, please I'm not sure. leave us a comment. Yes, we don't know. Tell us how us. much you're getting paid and how bad we well, should. Well, I know feel. in Florida you get paid over the summer. That's yeah. all I know. Hmm. But I think it's a reduced rate. Mm. Is maybe what you're thinking. Yeah, but yeah. it is. That you can't not have a job, you know what I mean? Like they have to right. keep you sustained. Yeah. Um, meaning they ha- you can't not live because how do you go back to the job they expect you to go back well, to? Well, I know a lot of teachers supplement over the summer. Yeah, a lot of because teach I think summer it's school reduced. Driver's ed or yeah. yeah, summer school. I have to ask my mom that. She just retired, but yeah. it's reduced. Yeah, but if you are a teacher listening, please illuminate us because we only know about editor life. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I think to bring it back to the term governess and how mm-hmm. it was done in the past – versus how it's done now, I think it was a much larger role in the formation of right. a child. Oh, yeah. character. Um, and that even started, obviously, from baby, where they weren't teaching them anything. Mm-hmm. They're just physically taking care of something that is not theirs because um, the aristocracy didn't have to and it didn't them. do it. Mm-hmm. And then there was even, let's just say, five, six, seven, eight... Um, then it became about learning in addition to care and emotional care. And I, you always, not always, but in a lot of historicals that I've read, be it romance or not, there's an affection and a love for your governess yeah. or tutor. Because you only saw your mom five minutes, exactly. ten minutes before exactly. dinner. Before no, they put the baby in. no, during tea if you were or a girl right. or when you were sewing. <laughs> exactly, or something. Which is actually, if I were ever to have children, is how I would like that to work, but... you're not having kids it's a moot point no no. (laughs) you're like actually that sounds pretty darn good right um hello small person goodbye small person interesting that i know from my own personal experience and then my families who i have three teachers in the family i know i loved my students and it was like such Mm -hmm. a 
it has made such an impression on my life. It was one year. It was after school. And you like, remember it. Was, it and so I remember it. And yeah. I loved them. I like cried my face off. And I literally was like, I can't do this every year. You are so, also not yeah. a woman who is short on emotions. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one accuses they you. They worked hard. I yeah. respected it. I loved it. And I loved them. And I think my my I think my mother just retired and mm-hmm. I think she got jaded as the years went on but yeah. in the beginning she really had her favorites and things mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. and you do care and it's hard not to so I think that's also similar. I have an aunt who is head of an English department at this high school where all of my my dad and my aunts and uncles all went in Arizona and Phoenix um, and she is top notch one of my most favorite people because she's she's really smart and cool and interesting to talk to a great reader and um my other aunt just started working uh, maybe a year or so ago maybe two years ago um under her in the english department was she like revered did your oh my gosh my my older aunt is um like legendary that's what i mean like when her kids went there they were like oh yeah. You're Mrs. Novak's daughter. Like, yeah. really, really intense. And everybody's kind of scared of her, but she's she just really expects a lot and is super cool. And um, and listens to the podcast, so I hope she hears this oh. one. Um, but then my other aunt, who started a few years ago, she is also really cool. Um, and she was talking with me when I saw her last about how what's so important to her is to foster a sense of community Mm -hmm. within the school because there are a lot of there's a hugely diverse population it's a lot of different kids with different needs and different backgrounds and different family structures but what she wants to do is create a space for them to really connect with each other and connect with her and connect with literature as a way to you know widen their their experience in the world and it was fascinating to hear her talk about and because you never think about that sense of community that you get that connection and school was always a safe haven for me when I went in when I would go to school, I would just feel calmer and happier. Not like my family home was horrible. <laughs> but like, no, you like school. I love school. And there's school. a difference between people who like school and mm-hmm. people who exactly. don't. Exactly. Absolutely. I was and all about that extra credit. I didn't have problems with school. Like, it was easy for me. And yeah. I think anything that's not easy or not fun, I think those things can exist simultaneously, then you see that they have harder times in life, you know, sure. or at least being successful members of society. Well, I think there's a different, <laughs> something to be said for liking to follow rules and not liking to follow rules because mm-hmm. that's kind of the structure of school is that Absolutely. you know you're going to be graded yeah. <laughs> thusly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, it's like I love having a measurement that you can Don't attain. you wish that our boss could just give us a grade every year? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, some years I'm like, oh, maybe uh, I wish this were an essay. <laughs> I don't want I it to be past fail. You're anymore. right, because it's yeah. very subjective. It's very subjective. <laughs> but, but I, yeah, I'm sympathizing with the. There was a great Simpsons, and uh, Lisa was like with a new teacher that was doing something loosey goosey mm-hmm. Montessori, and oh. it was killing her yeah. because no one was ranking her, measuring her. And finally, she like went to her mom and was just like, "Grade me!" And her mom had to like, Marge had to write like an A on a piece of paper, and she was like, "Okay." I, I that would have been now. me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't have been me. But no, that's not true. I was really into school when yeah. I was into school, so yeah. I would have needed the A. For sure. Yeah. Um, and so with that, let's call another expert on teaching and wickedness and <laughs> rule following, <laughs> Julia Kelly. So we'll be right back with her. Great. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. Welcome to Julia Kelly, author of a Regency Romance Trilogy, which have the funnest names. Yes. The first book is called <laughs> The Governess Was Wicked, which was out in 
what's nine? September. September. <laughs> just, last, just last month. <laughs> We're no. a little spent. They, exactly. And then the governess was wanted, which comes out in October. And then the governess was wild, which will be out in November. I love these titles. Julia. I actually also have to throw out, and I love these prices, Julia. They're all two ninety nine on Pocket yes. Star. <laughs> no, so it makes it uh, easy to take a chance. Mm-hmm. I actually agree. Yeah. You can snap up the whole series for the cost of like a single book. That's awesome. And they're great. Exactly. By the way, yeah, we've been seeing fantastic reviews, Julia. So without further ado, tell us about this a little bit. (laughs) Well, I uh, wanted to write um, some books about women who you don't necessarily hear from all the time uh, in historical romance. So I decided on a a group of three governesses who are all friends. And you get to have each of the women's stories throughout the series. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're standalones, but are nicely connected through that friendship. And um, each one has a kind of a little bit of a twist on the governess story. So the first one, uh, the governess is wicked, is um, the love story between a governess named Elizabeth and Mm -hmm. the hot doctor who treats her charges. (laughs) And uh, the (laughs) second one is the governess and her employer, and it's a twist on a Cinderella story where the fairy godmother gets her happily ever after. Oh, I love that. And then... Yeah, it's really fun. And the third one is The Governess Was Wild, and that is um, a road trip story where uh, the governess's um, charge has uh, decided to elope. So she has to go off <laughs> chasing her, and the charge has stolen a baron's horse, so mm-hmm. she comes along for the ride. So why um, why did you choose to look at working women instead of, like, an heiress or a um, countess or anything anybody with a title? Yeah, you know, I I did a lot of work when I was in college on this era. So Mm -hmm. I I specialized in 19th century British history, and I always thought that the women who had to work were particularly interesting because they are kind of in this really strange position, right? So governesses were highly educated. Mm -hmm. Usually they were women who were, um, you know, the daughters of gentlemen, but they had to earn their wage either because their family couldn't support them or family members had died and they didn't have any way of making their way in the world and they weren't married. And so I always thought that was really interesting because that's kind of this weird space where they're not a servant, but they're also not the lady of the house. And um, so they have this all sorts of uh, conflict built into that, and you can get into sort of different um, aspects of what happens if, uh, you know, they do something that potentially threatens their job, what right. happens if they fall for their employer, or, you know, the son of their, their employer. There's a lot of built-in conflict there, which is great for romance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very true. And um, there's an interesting kind of prototype to our modern experience of life. I know you uh, have a day job, right? Mm-hmm. And right. and probably had one. Now I think I remember that you're married. Yeah, no? I'm not. You're no. not. Okay, I'm so not. you I'm are a, a single lady in New York. City. Yeah, exactly, no an independent lady. <laughs> so you are also making your way in the world with a job and an employer and all that. Um, how do you see these stories as relevant to young women reading today? Well, I think, you know, the, any story where it's an independent woman who's making her own choices um, and whether she has, you know, most of these women probably would not have chosen to be governesses because mm-hmm. it wasn't an easy life and it certainly wasn't um, the most uh, necessarily 
um, enjoyable life. Some of them have horrible stories, and you can go back and read, you know, diaries of governesses. Um, but they were making their way, and they were independent. And I think that they had, in some ways, a lot more choice than some of the women that they worked with, yeah. or they worked for, rather, mm-hmm. because they were able to manage their own money. Um, there were, you know, depending on where you're looking in the Victorian era or the Regency, um, and these books are, are pre, you know, rules about women being able to own their own property. So once right. you got married, that was it. You know, your your husband was the one who got to uh, manage your money. And um, before that, if you had a lot of money, usually it was another, you know, male member of your family. So your father, your brother. So they're interesting in that respect. So, um, you know, I think they're very relatable to modern women. Um, they're relatable in terms of, you know, they, they have their own decisions about, you know, what they want to uh, what they want to do and what they're willing to tolerate in their jobs, which I think is something that always uh, that always comes up for um, for modern women. You yeah, know, that is how much of your of your life is your <laughs> is your employment and who you're working for. Um, so well, yeah, that's I debatable. Hope that yeah, have connection with them. I was yeah, like, yeah. we probably don't feel that much different than governesses. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. You know, and you know, I was I was a nanny when I was between college and graduate school. So oh, really? I did have a couple moments when I thought, oh, this feels very familiar (laughs) (laughs) so um you you say you were a nanny did that experience impact how you write the kids that the governesses are in charge of yeah i guess it probably did i um so the girls in the first book there are two of them and the Mm -hmm. eldest girl is about 12 which is just about the age of the um the girl that i uh nannied for Mm -hmm. and she was a very intelligent, very um, you know, well-spoken young woman, and and in some ways she was very much a child, and in some ways you could tell she was you know quickly approaching her teenage years, and uh, was probably going to be uh, a very bright young woman. She actually would be probably in college by now. Um, wow. So it, it did help um, in in writing some of those kids, and yeah. I I think you know kids in romance can be really challenging because you don't <laughs> want them to be the exclusive reason the plot moves forward, but right. you know if they're if if you're writing about a governess, you're going to have kids around. So yeah, right. um, you have to figure out how to do that. And then you have to get them out of the way. Yeah. Exactly. That is important. You want <laughs> Hence to make sure the road trip. The <laughs> Hence yeah. the road trip the and road the elopement. Very good for that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned governess diaries. Yes. That you, that I you wanted to go back to that Reading too. for research. Um, can you tell us some of the stuff you learned from those? Well, so you learn a lot about how much these women were paid, which was not very much, um, oh. and they would have room and board. And mm-hmm. usually, um, the women that I was looking at had usually a day off, and then they would have a half day also, which is something that um, I had all three of the women in the books. They meet up in um, later books at one of their homes, but in the first book, it's uh, when nobody is married. Uh, they all meet up at a tea shop on their half day. Mm-hmm. So that would have been Wednesdays. And so they have their, you know, their weekly lady date. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there, there are little details about their dresses would have been, you know, very serviceable. So they're supposed to last and last. Right. Um, yeah. So it would have been pretty plain and um, very little embellishment, uh, usually in kind of more muted colors, lots of grays and, you know, dark blues and Work things a like day. that. So Did they live in like the attic like you think you would um often have them living off of the schoolroom in the area of the house where the kids were and i you know you probably would have um depending on the configuration of the house you might have had somebody up in the attic all my all of mine live off the schoolroom because it was nice and convenient to have them there (laughs) (laughs) well you get to make those decisions exactly and it also probably would be bigger i would think no 
Well, I the would score think so, would be. yeah. Um, it would certainly be more pleasant, I think, than the, the upstairs attics. And so. we were talking a lot about how governesses were tasked with teaching the kids, but what's some of the, what are some of the responsibilities of the governess that aren't limited strictly to imparting knowledge to her charges? Right. So they would have been in charge of things like, you know, teaching them language and a lot of French and German or Italian. Um, but also you would have had, you know, drawing lessons. They might have taken oh. them to dance lessons. Hmm. Um, there would have been a lot of basically everything that, that people would have deemed appropriate for a young woman to learn. So um, they would have been kind of constantly reinforcing manners and you know, what a young lady would have uh, needed to know so that when she goes and she's presented to the queen and comes out and has her big ball and everything, if she's lucky enough to have all those things, Mm -hmm. she would have been prepared for that. So um, ideally it would have been, you know, the governess and then her mother and all of the older women in her life would have been kind of tag teaming to make sure this girl was ready to go once uh, she came of age. It's an interesting uh, paradigm, too, to be preparing a young woman for something that you yourself will never have. But maybe could yeah, have yeah, if I never had it had been different. I, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, <laughs> well, I not never, so much you. Uh, did that, but yeah. not so much you, but uh, the governess herself. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, if they had been, um, if they had been raised in a gentleman's household, um, mm-hmm. they would have had some aspects of that. So they would have gotten a lot of the education, a lot of yeah. you know, singing, piano lessons, um, things like that. But the whole ball and all of that you know, fantasy would not have been something that they would have necessarily had. And that actually comes up also um, in in the books as well. Yeah. Kind I'm of always thinking about what could have yeah. been. Mm-hmm. I'm always so interested in the governess occupies such a peculiar role in the household because she is a professional attendant, basically, you know, so it seems like mm-hmm. it's and I don't know how much of this is just the nature of the storytelling that we need to have happen, but she is uh, sophisticated enough and perhaps sometimes a gentleman's daughter who, you know, now needs to earn More. her keep mm-hmm. so could hold her own with the family but isn't of the family and yet uh, perhaps is not fully comfortable with the household servants who mm-hmm. maybe aren't at that level. And it always seemed interesting that you have this uh, this one solo uh, Individual. Individual in the in the hired help that is sort of fits nowhere, which, you know, I guess makes them ripe for falling for the dark and stormy bachelors. But, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. And, and they might have, depending on how lax the household was and how beloved the governess was, they might have, you know, taken meals with the family. Mm-hmm. They might not. Mm-hmm. Um, they wouldn't have eaten with the servants necessarily. They probably would have had their um, meals in the schoolroom if they weren't with uh, if they weren't with the family mm-hmm. at the time. Which but is an additional layer to the balls. And yeah. yeah, it really is It's very much separating these women out. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I think because they were so separate and because they were so alone, um, that kind of really made for a very strong friendship bond between these three women. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so that is all really, really interesting. It sounds like I you... could have kept on doing that for like another <laughs> half hour being the historical <laughs> nerd that I am. <laughs> um, so, I stuff, so I'm with you. Do um. you, if you're going to recommend um, one of these now, I know it's hard for authors to pick a favorite, but if you had to pick oh, one to recommend to your to your fans who are looking to, to just dip a toe in, <laughs> which is your favorite of the governesses? You know, I that's that's a very very hard question, and I never believed authors when they uh, when, <laughs> when I would listen to interviews no. and they would say things like that. But it's true, it is hard. Um, I do really love the heroine in the second book. She's kind of she's very confident. She's been doing this for a really long time, mm-hmm. and she 
was one of those women whose parents lost everything and she was supposed to have that life and didn't um so she ends up uh kind of becoming the best of the best uh governesses in london oh i love that she gets her yeah she gets her chance it's it's a twist on a cinderella story so Mm -hmm. she gets her chance to go to the ball and she gets her chance to live out just a little bit of that night and of course it doesn't go the way she plans (laughs) for it um and because it never does and uh it leads to a happily ever after um but i i really enjoyed writing that book um Mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed that that heroine in particular because she's you know she knows exactly who she is and she's a tough lady but she's got a you know soft squishy inside well i think that's um, where i'm gonna start i was just gonna say you sold me you sold me i'll read it (laughs) and you can read them in any order right Mm -hmm. julia yes Absolutely. Yeah. So before I let you go, and we're just going to run through our quick and dirty. Um, it's time true putting you in the schoolroom exactly. to answer a few oh, questions. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Mountain or beach? Uh, I'm from California, so this is a tough one because we get both. But I'm going <laughs> to say beach mostly because I can't deal with the cold anymore. Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. Heels or flats? Always heels. <laughs> I love you. Paper or ebook? <laughs> oh, um, ebook only because I have a tiny New York apartment and yeah. I'm maxed out on books. <laughs> Fair enough. Saying, and of course, keep getting more. Yeah, <laughs> don't we all? Um, can you name one turn off and one turn on of yours? I turn offs are people who don't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, that really bothers me. And uh, turn on would be um, just kind of those little signals of respect. Hmm. Um, I get really excited when I see couples who uh, it's just obvious that, that they just adore each other and that comes through and how excited they are for each other, whether it's their career mm-hmm. or what's going on with them personally. So, yeah. That's a good one. That's a really good um, one. I was like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Treat honey better. Yeah. <laughs> Respect <laughs> one's loved ones. Exactly. Um, what word would you ban from the English language? I hate the word moist. I know it's everybody says it. So great. I used to be a uh, TV news producer, and my staff on the weekends thought it was hilarious when I was producing to try to get the word moist into weather forecast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I kind of yeah, love that. Really unfortunate. That's great. <laughs> um, what is your favorite road trip food? Uh, I love Cheetos, even though the cheesy goodness gets all over the car. Yeah, yeah that's gross. That's a good one. Uh, Wait a minute. Did did our, our governess who went on the road trip eat anything? With her? Uh, they, that's a good question. They eat a lot of tea and they drink some brandy, uh, <laughs> which does not lead to any seriously questionable choices, but right. it leads to some temptation. So. Ah, we please, like that. Please, listeners, do not attempt your own road trip brandy drinking while driving your <laughs> no, no, car. carriage. That's a very bad idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. Have someone else drive that carriage for you. <laughs> Um, and what is one task you would pay someone to do you do for you for the rest of your life? Um, I would pay somebody to do the dishes. I, again, live in a New York City apartment. I don't right. have a dishwasher. And I used to be a waitress who mm. had to wash dishes. And I just oh. hate it. Oh, yeah. yeah that's rough. Oh. And lastly, what is your favorite romantic movie? Um, I love the movie Laura. 
which is a movie from the 1940s, mm-hmm. and it stars oh. Jane Tierney and Dana mm. Andrew, uh, Andrews, and it is a uh, mystery noir. Yeah, the detective falls in love with his with the victim in the murder case, and things happen. It's yep. just so that's a classic. Yeah, classic. you know, it. I forgot about. That. I've, I've never totally seen forgot it, about, but that I've movie. heard of it, and it's, it's like a classic. We don't get a lot of recommendations from like the real classic. Old yeah. school movies. That's a good one. I'll have to I check that out. We have something yeah. to Netflix this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it is on Netflix. It, it is. Perfect. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us, Julia. Um, just to oh, remind our reader or our listeners, you can check out The Governess Was Wicked now, The Governess Was Wanted also now, and then you have to wait till November for The Governess Was Wild. But please do check them all out. They're at a great price point. And um, Julia, you were a superstar. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Thank Julia. You. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right. This is Abby. We are back with the XOXO After Darkcast, and I have taken over the mic to introduce our game uh, we are going to play a round of Regency Balderdash today. Balderdash itself sounds like an appropriate period game. It does. Um, I have uh, trolled a website featuring Regency slang and chosen some odd little words. And I have recorded the correct definitions. And then we have all made up uh, the definition. We've listed what we think the definition is. And uh, I cannot win points in this game because I am, of course, reading all the answers. But Kate and Lauren are doing their best to choose the correct definition and to stump their opponent. And whoever gets the most points will win. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm going to beat you. I know you are. You always beat me. Oh, no. I know. I don't. You've been killing if, me lately. Listeners, I've been you buying a see, lot of drinks. <laughs> if you can see the death stare, it's amazing. All right. Our first word is amusers. Amusers. Uh, is it... Um, a tiny course in a meal that comes between larger courses? Is it uh, ladies of the night who circulate in the less desirable theaters? Hmm. Is it minstrels or mimes who perform in a medieval court? Or is it uh, pickpockets who fling snuff into the eyes and then seize the opportunity uh, (laughs) to pretend to be helping as as they pat down the person? I kind of feel like it's that last one. <laughs> That's bizarre. So you have with pickpockets? dinner, you have minstrels, you have ladies of the night, or you have pickpockets. I don't think it's ladies of the night. See, I'm going with ladies of the night. Really? All right, Lauren's I going think, ladies of the night. I what think do you it's think? the snuff throwing pickpockets. I think it's snuff throwing pickpockets. <laughs> I kind of right. like that. That's so bizarre. That right. You're right. It's too weird to be good. It's too weird. <laughs> All right. Shall we do the next Let's two at once on and then score? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. okay. Great. The next word is wagtail. Wagtail. Now, is a wagtail a carriage horse with a bobbed tail, which is to keep it from being caught in the harness? Oh, that sounds real. Is it <laughs> a decorative braiding for a horse's tail? Is it uh, a lewd woman? Or is it the last sheep into the barn? What's the word again? Wagtail. I'm going to go with last sheep. That's uh, Because you know sheep. a bellwether? That's a sheep. I'm going and with... And if they name the first sheep, they might name the last sheep. Mm-hmm. I'm going with 
A braiding the horse's tail. The decorative braiding for the horse's tail. No, 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 no. no. Sorry, the one before that. The one, Cutting? the, bo- the bobtail. Bob. The bobtail. Okay. That one did, the did bob. sound really real. Because right. it's also like, you don't want to get poop in it. I don't know. <laughs> I think they move them to poop. Like, they mm, flick them up Yeah, a you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Do you want to rethink your horse tail <laughs> choice, or you're still comfortable? No, I'm going with the bob. Going with the bobtail. Yeah. All right. Betting on the bobtail. <laughs> All right, our third and final word is rouleau. Rouleau. Uh, now, is this a type of revolver? Mm. Is it uh, a stack of coins wrapped up in paper, as though for a game that of hell? That sounds very real. It <laughs> sounds awesome. Is it an elaborate dessert in which sugared pastry is rolled around marzipan and covered in a thin glaze? Oh. Or... Is it the sauce created from caramelized onions with butter used in a French stew? No, that's a roux, I think. Uh, I think it's the one with the coins. I'm going marzipan. All right, Lauren's going marzipan. Kate is going coins. coins. Yeah. I like the coins. I feel strong about I coins. I like the coins the best, but I just didn't buy Marzipan it. seems really real, though. I know. All right, go. All okay. right. Okay, the actual real answers. Amusers are indeed snuff-throwing pickpockets. How it. have I never read a book in which that I've happens? Never I know. It's it. amazing, hey, right? Hey, authors. Yeah, it was like a that. thing. Get to it. It was a, two, it was a two-man con. Okay. So the first amuser would toss the snuff and then run, mm-hmm. and the second oh my God, in so Pretending to be a helpful passerby would pat them down and grab them and be like, "Oh my god, are you, are you okay? okay? Oh my gosh!" And then yeah. they take your money. Yes. I love it. That's terrible. Um, so Kate got that correct. Damn you, Lauren! You fell for my ladies of the night. I did. Fake. I fell for the ladies That's of the right. night. Okay, the wagtail. Also tempting. Lauren, you said it was a carriage horse with a bobtail. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's just me using horse knowledge. Damn it. <laughs> the that actual really real, choice, though. the wagtail is a lewd woman oh. wagging her tail. Oh, I thought it was a sheep. Kate chose the sheep because you were right about the bellwether. But in this case, <laughs> it was a woman. So um, Wagging her tail. So, Kate, so Lauren, you get a point because the sheep was your definition. The sheep was mine. Nice. <laughs> nice so, done. All right. So Kate has a point for getting the first one right. Lauren has a point for getting Tricking Kate. Kate. Oh, the second one. <laughs> it is all tied up, ladies exactly. and gentlemen. For the final round. The final round. Rulo. Oh, I don't know if I this um, one. Lauren, you chose the elaborate dessert around the marzipan. Uh, that was also my made up. God damn you. Abby's really good at this. She you, really you is. You picked me all the way through. I, I was know, delighted. I, did. I couldn't help it. Um, and Kate, you chose the correct answer. Ah. It is indeed a paper wrapped stack, stack of guineas. Of guineas. Um, I won. Using at gaming tables. And they come in 20s or 50s. And sometimes you get Sam. a cute little box. Did I win? You did. You won. Huzzah. You did. Kate is the winner. Yay, two self. to one. Congratulations. Yay, self. Too bad you're not coming to drinks tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, denied. Oh. Next you will time. have to settle Next for time. the people's ovation and <laughs> There are no rain checks in this game. That's okay, because I have my pride, and I can live with that. (laughs) Well, thank you for all your hard work, Abby, and thank you, Julia, for joining us today. (laughs) And thanks for listening. Yep, we will see you guys next time, and until then, remember, the best conversations happen after dark. dark.